the world. Um, <laughs> it is uh, Pastor Josh and Pastor Matt. You like that all around the world? I mean, it was it was strong. Here's why. So I had somebody, uh, uh, a partner of mine, his name's Isaac, at work. Um, he's from the UK, from London. He does love Jesus, which is very cool. And he actually took time to go to our YouTube channel and check out some things from South Point, which I thought was very cool. And he told me today uh, about socks and how I sleep with them and how it's a little <laughs> unnerving. No, he didn't say unnerving. He just, he laughed. He said, that was one thing that I remembered. And I was like, oh, well, that's that's cool. Uh, funny, funny thing, though, um, he did say, I, I, I got to see you in a whole different light because at work, it's very professional. Sure. And then at church, he's like, you know, it's a little more informal. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was funny because, like, there was a time in my career as a pastor where, and yours as well, uh, because we are old, uh, where you had to wear suits, you had to sit on the, the platform at church. Oh, yeah. You had to pray a certain way. You had to do certain things because it was just what was expected of you. And it was very formal. Sure, yeah. And now that that's the flip, I, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, it's it's a good feeling to, you know, at South Point try to convince people who either grew up at church, went to church, whatever the case may be, and don't, don't attend, yeah. that... Um, what you are going to get is not what you grew up with. This isn't your grandmother's church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. And it's really cool to be able to ex- express that to people, neighbors, all of that. And when you tell them kind of what we do and how we do it, they're like, oh. Oh. That's different. That's different. I, I may I may even want to check that out someday. Yeah. 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 Was, I, I thought it was interesting. But all, yeah, I did the th- All the way from the UK. Three-piece suits, yeah. sit on the platform, look like you're highly engaged in the uh, sermon yeah. for an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and totally. Yeah. And, and the transitions between each pastor. Yeah. Like, remember you'd get up and you would, like, button in your coat yeah, yeah. and then step up to the thing. and, and do, you, do, your, do your, like, um, your, your presidential walk to the pulpit. Yeah. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah, I... And there, there's always these key phrases, right? Or there would always be one person a week would say, oh, God is good. And it, all, <laughs> all the, the time, time. All yeah. the time. I, God I is thought good. it was one of the greatest transitions for me when I went to a church and we moved from pastors on the pulpit to at least pastors um, in the front. Yeah. Uh, on the front pew. I thought, oh. Now I don't feel like like this person who's staring, like people are staring at you, looking at you, right? And then you got to, at certain songs, you have to raise your hands. There. I mean, we could go off on this. We could talk oh, yeah. about this forever. forever. But yeah, you, you know what we're going to talk about today? Tell we're going to do a recap of, uh, of last week, uh, of last weekend, contributor, consumer at the Crossmount. Uh, give us a little bit about what you talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I highly enjoyed it. I thought oh. it was very good. Um, Tell me more. Well, I, <laughs> I, I think the idea behind the fact that y- it was a real call out for everybody. And what I liked was you weren't just kind of calling people out. You're really kind of saying, I deal with all this stuff as well. 
but the idea that we actually have to put action to what it is that we're doing and we have to be conscious about what it is that we're doing too, I thought was really good. Yeah. Well, okay. So we finished off our series. Yeah. Um, thank God we've finished off that name of contributor Contrib- and consumer. consumer. Yeah. That was a struggle for this month. Um, but I kind of hit everybody square between the eyes. Boom. Um, kind of dropped a bomb, as it were, a Bombay. A bing bong. A bing bong bing Bombay. And, and, and pointed fingers at me as well. Yeah, of course. And talked about what I consider to be, I've been obviously been pondering this more, yeah. but I actually consider this to be the, the devil's greatest tool oh, against my. the church. Okay. I really do. You know, before I thought it was, um, oh, it was a bait of Satan. Yes. Talked about John like the uh, gossip. Yes. And, and kind of the internal turmoil of the church. And that yeah. it was the greatest devil, uh, the greatest tool the devil could use. I actually think the greatest tool that he has against the church and against Christians is what I spoke about on Sunday. Yeah. And the word is apathy. Apathy. I like it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And so I kind of I kind of reached in and massaged it a little bit on the front end and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and everyone should have saw these little hands just yeah. trying to massage. A little, little nervous. Weird. But um kind of pr- pr- uh came from the passage in James that talks about um um if you know the right thing to do and don't do it. Yeah. That for you is evil. Yeah. Um, other translations say that for you is sin. Yeah. You know, uh, Paul says it another place where he says, how come I do what I don't want to do? Yeah. And the things I know that I should do, I don't do. Yeah. Um, and, and so I just talked about how pre-COVID and during COVID, um, apathy has taken over. Yeah. Um, I know I probably should connect with people, but I don't care. Yeah. I know I probably should go to church, but I don't care. I know my kids need to connect with people and, and help with their spiritual growth. But I, I, I don't, don't care. care. Yeah. Uh, I know that I probably should read my Bible, but I don't care. I know I should pray. I don't care. Um, and then I got even more, you know, churchy to an extent. I know I should tithe. Yeah. But I don't care. Yeah. I know I should volunteer. But I don't care. Yeah. And and the list goes on and on. And and I I think if I could sum up the, the message, it was this like you need to care. God has called us to care. God has called us to put feet to to our faith. Yeah. And this idea that we're just so apathetic. We're we're so and, and we're all there because it's kind of the weight of the world, the beat down. And I think a lot of it comes from uh, the, the reality that during COVID, I think our faith or yeah. what we perceived to be our faith has been tested. And truthfully, harshly as it sounds, I'm not sure a lot of us that our foundation was really good in the first place. Yeah. We thought it was, but then, boy, we'd be shook. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so that's why I think there's been a mass exodus. We that, be shook. We be shook. I, I think that's why people have left the church. That's why I think people have decided to like, well, you know, this is a good time for me to um, Exit say. Exit stage left. Adieu. Yeah. And Ooh. be gone. And, and so, and then not coming back. Yeah. Or at least not going back to what they, what they were attending before sure. or whatever the case may be. And I'm not saying that this is across the board, but what I am saying is that there is a, a sense of laissez-faire mm-hmm. the, the, that is not just in the church. I see it in culture. No, no, I sure, see it in, sure. in life all around us. I've seen more uh, people, um, more, more businesses in Saskatoon looking for people to work. Oh, totally. Like you're seeing signs all over the city now that says hiring, hiring. Yeah. It's been... We haven't seen those signs since we moved here. Yeah. Because people are just kind of, eh, I don't care. And I don't care. I'll stay home. I'll stay home or I'll do that. And and I think it's been good in some sense, like that the pressure of having to go to church on a Sunday and 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 wear the three piece suit and do yeah. all that that certain oh I I don't have to do that. That's been a kind of a relief for some people. There's been some pressure taken off with online and digital church. Yeah. But I think the prolonged lack of engagement, the prolonged lack of connection and community, and uh, add in the weight of COVID and all the other stuff that comes with that, you're yeah. you're starting to get people who just don't don't care care. So you said we should. Uh, you gave us a few hows, but really. I think if you can kind of speak to a little bit more as the the why, why we should care, I think is important. Because uh, everything you're saying, I know for me personally, there's some things I feel that way. Sure. Um, I mean, how could I not, right? Like yeah. uh, when this whole Omnicron or telecom or whatever the stupid um, name of this other variant. Omnipresent. Omni, omni Omnicron. Omnicore. Omnicore um, came up and they're like, oh, there's another variant in South Africa. This is great. Oh, it's going to happen again. Like, I I almost had this moment of like, okay, I'm like, this is getting a little bit insane here. Because it's like... Like a little piece of you died? <laughs> well, it was just like, guys, of course there's going to be variants Sure. Like, of course, of course, there is going to be. Of course, there's going to be a lot of variants, and and I I do understand that, and it's not even scientifically like I can't get it through my head, or that I think like, oh my gosh, it's conspiracy. All I'm saying is, it's like, okay, there's another thing, and then like, oh, BC's on fire, or it's underwater. Oh, it's another thing, or I mean, so you just go through literally every. Every cause, every natural disaster, everything on the planet. Like, how could people care in the middle of all of it when you're like, look, this seems like it's been the last two years of just issue after issue after issue after issue that has been put in front of me. And how am I supposed to actually care about anything? Yeah. And that's a great question because... We, by nature, um, we process, I, I read this somewhere before recently, where we, we, f- we feel and we digest and we take in 
negative news. Hmm. It was either 10 times or 100 times harder than positive news. Okay. Okay. And that's why negative news stirs all kinds of things up on literal little TV and, and newspapers because we digest it way harder and it stirs us more. Right. And so, yeah, we by nature will consume that, but it starts to wear and tear on us. Right. And it starts to beat us down. And we, how can we not? Like, what's the flavor? You know, it used to be, what's the flavor of the year? What's the big, oh, what's the big um, thing this year? Yeah. Then it was, what's the big thing this month? Totally. Then it was this week. And it's like, now it's like, there's, there's always a cause. There's always drama. Always. There's always um, something that you are supposed to care about. And that if you don't care about that, you're a horrible human being, right? Like you, you have to care about all these things. And I think that's the, um, uh, that's the byproduct of social media because now we're so connected. We're so informed, um, that we are, you know, we're, 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 we're stuck with it. So the, the why, yes, the why is important because you are already seeing the effect of the why not. Yeah. Right. You are seeing Christians who have uh, Christians who declare themselves as Christians. Yeah. Depressed more so than ever. And I'm talking not just like those who may have some uh, mental health struggles. Right. I'm talking about depression i'm talking situational. about situational depression i'm talking about lack of joy yeah their uh, lack of peace um you go pick a pick a fruit right pick, pick a fruit <laughs> pick pick your fruit and and <laughs> and see the struggle yeah and um oh i don't know who it was again one one old old timey preacher said you know the more the more life gets chaotic and the more life gets um intense i the more i I need to go to Jesus. You're right. But naturally, our natural instinct is the more life gets crazy, we we find less and less time for Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's what's happened, right? The crazier life has gotten, yeah. the less we go to Jesus. And then our lives get even crazier. And it's like the Israelites who then go, you know, God blessed them. Yeah. God took them out of Egypt. God did all the, he fed them in the desert. He did all these things. And then the minute they get free from that and a little bit of time passes and life feels good, then all of a sudden in their world, COVID hits yeah, and they forget everything that God did. They start to grumble. They start to complain. Life gets crappy again. And then at some point they get this aha moment where they're like, oh, right. Right. If I can come back to Jesus, if I can make him the center, if I can put Jesus first in his kingdom and his righteousness, and then everything else will be yeah. added to me. And but we have allowed the weight of the world yeah. to beat down on us and not go to the source of life and the source of hope and yeah. and the source of all these things. We've just been boom, 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 beat down. And we've tried to solve our own problems. Deal with it ourselves, and now we're struggling. And so, so just on the the Israelite point, where you know all this crap happens in the desert when they're not busy. By the way, 
Like, it's not like they were doing a ton. They were just leaving. They were leaving. <laughs> and then they wandered around for 40 years. Uh, and even the time where <laughs> Moses goes up the mountain to talk to the Lord about the laws, um, he comes down, like they get themselves in trouble. Why? Not because they were like trying to make things better or <laughs> they were busy. They're literally just sitting around going like, hey, yeah. we, we should make up another God. We yeah. should start serving these things. Instead. You know, he's not coming back. So let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. <laughs> so, I mean, just straight up out of out of having to face themselves, I think. Right. Sure. And um, and I think that's really what this season has been for a lot of people, too. It's been a season of having to actually face yourself. And I think maybe, and you, you know, tell me what you think about this, but I think some of the apathy that people feel, or not even feel, just the reason why people are apathetic is because, like, if they actually take time to care about what other people are going through and what, what's in front of them, it means that they're going to have to care about what's going on inside of them. Yeah, I think... If this goes back to the consumer mm. thing, where we've been so um, indoctrinated with consumption, yeah, through not just the church, no, like no, just in general, everything is consuming, consuming, consuming. Yep. But like, have you ever watched a kid who is like addicted to to video games, like consuming these video games, and you pull? They pull the video game from them. Yeah. You see what they're like, right? Like, you, you, they don't know how to cope. No. They don't know how to manage. They yeah. don't know what to do. They're bored. Oh, yeah. I'm so bored. They, they go through all these ridiculous, like, weird physical... <laughs> they're detoxing. They're detoxing. Yeah. I, I do think you see that. You're seeing that in the church right now. Like, you're yeah. seeing people... But the detox is not, like, a positive detox. It, it, it's... Hopefully it turns into a positive detox yeah. where they realize they have that aha moment. But the detox that you're seeing right now are, are people looking. Everything's being removed from them. Right. From a consuming standpoint. Right. And they're left with basically them and them, Jesus, and what the Bible says. Yeah. Everything's stripped away. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm, there's a song. Uh, we just there's sang it on Sunday. Hana, okay. I'm coming back <laughs> to you. that. Right. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think people are looking at themselves in the mirror. Yeah. I think people are probably in one of three camps. Camp A being, oh, you know what? I've, I've, I'm on a good, solid foundation. My my walk with the Lord is is uh, good and great, and and you know, like this has been a great, um, a great season for me, mm-hmm. uh, of, or I've made it into a season. You have those people who are kind of like, oh, you know, um, call this person the average Christian, yeah, who's just you know, AC. This is it, right? <laughs> just an AC. I'm doing my thing. I, I, good days, bad days. I read yeah. my Bible maybe once or twice a week. If I'm lucky, I pray. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't walked away from church, but I haven't, you know, like I haven't been all out. I haven't been committed, you know, that yeah. kind of and Smoke then, weed a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Weird. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> where was that? Where did we hear that? I don't know. No, I heard that. <laughs> 
I've heard that before. Was, I, I love Jesus, but I, but I smoke weed a little. Like you're like, oh, oh. Okay. I I know I've heard that from somebody uh, recently. I mean, it's Canada. I love Jesus, but I like to smoke a little weed. Yeah, it's it's Canada now. Let's okay. just be real. Um, and then you have the, I think this third camp that, um, were ACs. Okay, yeah. and now they're. Um, they're they're in a they're in a dark they're in a bad place, right? They don't they don't have to do BPs. themselves. BPs bad place. So ACs and BPs, um, they're in a bad place. They self reflection, and I think the irony is that all of these people fall under the apathy category. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, I just think that there's more in the ACBP now. Yeah, that um, we're inventing words out yeah, of here. Come on, come on. Um, there's so many people now that we thought were in the yeah, in the higher echelon. Yes, that are actually now in the bottom two thirds. Yeah, and we're just seeing this massive group of people struggling, struggling, and figure and trying to figure it out, and trying to fill those gaps with other things, and yeah. and it's just hard. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to to light that fire again. Yeah, it's hard to get that spark going. Um, and it sounds like I don't want it to sound like we have it all figured out. No. Because there's so many things in my life that I'm apathetic about. Sure. And I wish I could, um, you know, get passion for it to yeah. an extent. But I also know that there's a lot of stuff that people aren't doing. Yeah, that they know they should be doing, and that's where we come back to James. James. And they know that they should be doing better, and yeah. they're not, and they're they're having that tension in their heart and their minds. Here, here's what I would say though about that is the reason why James can write that is because James actually trusts that the Holy Spirit is pretty good at his job. Um, you know, and meaning that like we love to hide behind a facade that we give to everybody else. At the end of it, though, you know what you should be doing because Jesus himself, by his spirit, tells you. You know that that little voice inside of you that's like, ah, I got to do better here. Ah, I got to do that. Or, Ugh, like, I probably shouldn't do this anymore. Um, that's not there by coincidence, and it's not there just as your conscience, especially if you're a, f- a follower of Jesus. We all have a conscience. I do understand that, but there's anyway, a little more complicated, but ultimately I think the idea is look like, you know what you should be doing. You don't need uh, your pastor, your mom, your dad, your spouse. You don't need your boss to harangue you about the things that you should be doing for yourself personally, because God's, pretty good at telling you exactly what he wants you to do. But I do think that's been the struggle. Yeah. That those people, that 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 list of people you gave just then yep. have been the things that people have leaned on. That people have leaned on. A- absolutely. But that's where, like, grow up and and start doing something because you know exactly what you need to be doing. But then we like to be like, ah, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, that's where we go back to the consumer thing where we blame the pastor, we blame the yeah. church, oh. we blame the kids program, we blame the youth pastor. Well, this isn't happening. You're not doing this. Yeah. You're not, but really what it was doing was revealing that 
you know, uh, faith and growth in Christ happen, start in the home. They start in your personal life and they start in the home. The church and the people that are there around it are there really to amplify it and to, to kind of spur you on. Yep. But it's it's been shifted over the years where it's the only prime it become the church has become the primary source of growth, the yeah. primary source of some people never read their Bible unless they hear it from the pulpit. Or there's a Bible plan that goes out every January. Right. And so th- this is um this COVID season has has brought this to the forefront. Revealed it. Revealed it. Mm. And I think that's why you're seeing certain like I said, people, churches even shutting down. Yeah. Uh, people leaving church because they just, I don't think they care. Yeah. And what we're saying is care about the things that matter. Like if it matters, care about it. And the things that matter are the things that lead you to love God more and love people better. Those are the things that matter. Yeah. And again, I think we go back to this complication of, of Christianity and faith. Love your neighbors, love God. Yep. Now, when we make it all about rules and regulations and the do's and don'ts, yep. that's when we become apathetic. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's so many things growing up that I'm like, I don't care. If this is God, yep. if this is Jesus, I don't care. If this yeah. is what church ultimately, like having like having to sit three in piece church, three-piece suits, the organ, or not organ on the platform, the drums or not the drums, like all these things that we constantly were were at war with yes. become these points where we just start to, it all builds on top of you to become an apathetic Christian. Yep. And, and I honestly think it, that's a weird tension because I actually think you can be a Christian. Boy, this is going to sound weird. I think you can be a Christian who doesn't care. Oh, yeah. You can be a Christian, like, you can be a Christian, and there are a lot of things that the the Christian subculture would be like, they're not a Christian. But really, at the end of the day, like, there's a Christians walking around everywhere with all kinds of things going on in their hearts and their lives that they're struggling with. Yeah. And, like, you can be a Christian that doesn't care. But ultimately, that's going to hurt your relationship with God. Yeah, and it just, when you say it out loud, it it sounds so, you know, I'll put it this way. What boggles my mind about Jesus is that I didn't, I don't ever get the sense that he didn't care. Yeah. Was very and, and to be able to keep that going. Yeah. And to understand that, like, he's working with humans. Yeah. And, like, you know, you talk about the 12 disciples and all, oh, they were amazing. No, they, they, they weren't all They amazing. weren't amazing. They, they went up to, to a mountain to pray and they all fell asleep. Yeah. They, so, they were but, constantly fighting about who was better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you, you have all these constant things. So you, when you put yourself on their level, you're like, okay, like they, they obviously didn't care enough about prayer that they, they fell asleep. Yeah. Did Jesus like kick them out and try to find 12 new people who could stay up an hour to pray? No. No. And, and so I think somewhere between 
um, apathy and being the quote unquote best Christian in the world, yeah. there's this thing that God gives us called grace. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what allows us to move on yeah. and move forward. And so wherever you are today, whatever you're, wherever you're listening, yeah. like no matter how far you feel you're gone, yeah. no matter how far you feel like, okay, you've completely abandoned what you consider your faith, or you've just completely yeah. given up on church or you've given up on, on, on the community around you, you're not so far gone that no. Jesus isn't just saying, Hey, you can come back anytime. I want you back. Totally. And um, I, I think sometimes the tension we feel is <laughs> that's where some, even some apathy towards ourselves. Yeah. Well, if I'm so far gone, I don't, I don't care. What's, totally. What's the point? Totally. Why would I even try to go <laughs> totally. back to Jesus? Because, like, look at me. Yeah. I'm so messed up. I'm, I, I did, haven't been to church in two years. I, I haven't done this. I haven't. And Jesus is kind of saying, okay. 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 It's kind of like people I can work who, with that. Yeah. Like it's kind of like people who who haven't gone to the gym in 5 years and yeah. then January comes around and they're like, "Hey, I should probably do I this. should get a gym membership." Yeah. And and good life is like, "Okay. Okay. Come we're we're ready when you are." Yeah. I and I like that. Grace for people who are really struggling. I would take it a step further for the people who might not be struggling uh in their faith but are apathetic. I would say that if you if grace doesn't lead you to some kind of obedience, then you don't really understand grace. Because at the end of it all, the idea is grace allows you to be in good favor with God, but your obedience to the things that he wants, like loving him, loving people really well, leads to actually having a God who's pleased with you in, in a way. Right, it's his pleasure. Those are two different things. Favor and pleasure yeah. are are two different things, and I think it's it's important that we also say like, if you know that you should be doing something, because God Himself by His Spirit is like, hey Matt or hey Josh, I want you to do these things for these people or care about these people in this way, or like go out of your way for these folks. And I think it can even be simpler than that. Perhaps in this season. God is just like, come back to me. Yeah. Come like, you know what? We can, we can set aside for a season. Sure. Serving other people, yeah. serving this, serving, because I think when you, when, when you focus back in on Jesus, those other things become yeah. almost instant byproducts, almost uh, outflows. Absolutely. Of that, right. Absolutely. And so maybe Jesus is calling you to be like, Hey, just come back to me. Yeah. You know what? Forget church. Forget the institutionalized Absolutely. Uh, building church. Yeah. Forget, you know, oh, I gotta, uh, you know, serve in my local food bank yep. twenty times a month. Yep. Maybe just, maybe just read your Bible and pray. Yeah. And I know that sounds, you know, there was that, you know, that old. Do you know, I think we had this conversation. You don't uh, know that song, right? Which one? The read your Bible. Pray I don't every really know day. it. No. <laughs> every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day. And you'll grow, grow, grow. Now, I, I learned that as a child. Yeah. And I've remembered that. Of course. How could you not? It's catchy. It's, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yes. 
It's not Adele, but it's up there. Uh, hello. <laughs> no, what's her new one? I, um, I don't know. I don't listen to yeah, her. Yeah, okay. Um, but I think the point is there. Like, yeah. You want to grow, okay? Like you want to grow in your faith. I have people say, Pastor Matt, I don't feel, I don't feel Jesus. I don't feel, I don't feel God anymore. I, yeah, I don't. Whatever. Well, what are you We're, doing? Well, God is so distant. Well, what are you doing? Well, nothing. I'm hoping He's just going to slap me in the face. Yeah. Well, are you reading your Bible at all? No, well, no. You spend any time in prayer? No. No. Do you even listen to like the occasional worship song or something? Like mm, anything at no. all to draw you closer to? Well, no. No. Then what do you expect? What are you expecting? And, and that's that's the point of James, right? Like yeah. is, you know you should be doing things, but you're not doing it. And to that person, that is sin. And I know it's a word people don't like to use very often, but really all that is sin is, is falling short of something. Yeah. And what we're saying is you're falling short of potentially actually growing in your relationship with God because you're just apathetic and not doing anything. And I love that James doesn't say Jesus calls it sin. No. He's just saying, you know you should be doing this. Exactly. You're not doing it, so you know that you're you're, you're this, sinning. This is on you. This, this is, is totally, totally on, you. on you. But I do love the idea of coming back or just kind of restarting things. And there was a song, I, I know you talked uh, this weekend about how you... Um, you know, listen to some worship songs and you're not a big music guy no, that way. I am not. And, but there's one song that I listened to, um, yesterday, Resurrender. It's on the new, um, Hillsong, Hillsong, uh, album. No, what? Brooke. Yeah. Brooke Light. Like, like it would. Um, I mean, whatever you think about Hillsong, whatever, with all the controversy and all those things, not but, a sponsor, um, not a sponsor. But what I will say is that song for me, Yesterday was like a good reminder of, oh, yeah, I need to resurrender my life on a, yeah. on, on a regular basis. And, you know, I'm driving to work, crying a little bit, maybe crying a lot. And it's just like uh, ugly crying, which, I mean, you just look like a rabbi who... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time you had a moment like that? When's the last time you had those... Those feels, those I, those connection points with God during this pandemic. I, I actually have them a lot driving okay. to work. Okay, but that's because <laughs> you're probably in I, the upper echelon versus the ACBP. No, I, I think for me, it's just like, I'll go a little while with not doing something. And then I have these moments like, yeah, I should. And then I'll turn on, you know, a podcast or I'll turn on, uh, a worship song, or for a long time, what I'll do is I, I would just listen to the Bible in the mornings. Right. When but I try. see, I think that's further ahead Sh- than sure. I think a lot of people are, at least in the last two but, years. But what I'm saying is, like the effort that I put in isn't really not that much. But that's biblical, but right? That's take, what take I'm one, saying. Take one step towards it, God, exactly. and He'll take a thousand towards you. Like, exactly. Just you know, the first step on the uh, you know the the. The first step in a long journey, the hardest, what is it? The hardest step is the first step? Something like that? Sure. I'm trying to be we'll have to look it Mao Zedong the, here. The, hard, the hardest step is the first. It is. Like, take it. T- if you want to start a journey, yeah. you have to take one step first. Yeah, I love it. But you can, you or you could just sit on your couch and go, man, yep. I should really go for a walk and then sit on your couch and ponder walks. Who said this? You miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. I'm sorry. Did you just quote an athlete? Like, let's go for it. Who Wayne, said Wayne Gretzky? It? Come on. Wayne Gretzky, the great Gretzky 
this oh, wow. guy. No, nope. uh, this is not good. This is not played for the LA Dodgers. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I love it. It's great. I have yeah. to go pick up my son. Yeah. Uh, but some good conversations some good thoughts. Um, apathy, apathy. It's a killer. Come back. It's grace. And then it's moving from grace to something that needs to get done. Um, and so encourage you guys go out, Do some great. I don't even know how to finish this thing up. Uh, uh, Take one step towards God. Ah, there we go. Perfect. That's why you're the senior pastor. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next week. But just remember, you're loved, you're cared for, and we would love nothing more. <laughs> we got to figure out how to wrap this up a little bit better next time. Why? You're Well, you're, you're about in a thousand. Uh, you got to go get your son. What does that mean? It's a sports analogy. Yeah. My bad. God Remember bless you guys. Bad a thousand, get nuts. Is that good? Anyway, go rebound. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.